0: Hello and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and today we're going to talk about downsizing, a chore that many of us in the 50 Plus crowd have either begun or have at least thought about beginning. And we have with us Matt Paxton, a nationally renowned downsizing expert, or his, as his webpage describes him, as an extreme cleaning expert. So I can't wait to discuss that. Matt was the host of the hit television show Hoarders that ran on the a and network. He's also the founder of a downsizing and estate liquidation business called Wayforth. I can't wait to talk about that as well. He appears regularly as a public speaker, television guest, radio personality, where he discusses our emotional attachment to our stuff and how to manage downsizing and he's going to tell us how he got into this business share with us some tips on initiating a downsizing project and like I said I can't wait to talk with you Matt thanks for being here and thank thanks for having me man absolutely 50 plus podcast i i am the target audience and this uh, topic is definitely one that's on target with me so well we're all going through it yeah yeah downsizing uh what's i mean your connection how did you so get into yeah, this yeah
1: when i was 24 uh, my dad, my stepdad, and both my grandfathers died in one year. Oh, wow. And I was left with four houses of the four men that raised me. And I was kind of hanging out with my grandma and my mom, just trying to figure out what to do. And we were sad, and we were grieving, and we were lost. And then we had a, you know, everything has emotional value right after somebody dies. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and my dad was a bit of a pack rat, and my grandparents were the last kids of the Depression. So everybody had a reason for having stuff, different reasons. Um, but I, I ended up having to spend a year just cleaning out these houses. Wow! And then I kind of finished up the year, and it was like, well, man, I might as well just make this a business. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was I love the stories. I love uh, the okay. look as far as stuff. No, and this is what I learned in my hoarding career of ten years. It has nothing to do with the item. Yeah. It has to do with the emotional stories right. and attachments we have. Right. And I I'm a sucker for those stories. Mm-hmm. And I just would lo- I love to you know pick up an old jacket and be like, all right, well, what did my dad have this jacket for? You know, and I think about where he wore it and pictures I saw with them. And you know, you can do that with your grandparents. You know, I think about my my grandfather's rifle. He had told me a story about some man came through town in Mangum, Oklahoma. And he had, mm-hmm. he had killed a man in a town next town over. So he was trying to sell that gun. So he sold the gun to my grandfather for like twenty five cents. Right. Who knows if that story's right or not? Right. But it sounded great. But damn, I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you know forty years later, it's still in my head. Right. And I just love the stories and the emotions, and so I was like, "Man, I gotta do this as a business." And ten years that, later, still doing it. Doesn't that though make it harder to get rid of those items? Great question. Does it make it harder? Uh, depends how you do it, and we'll talk about techniques. To me, it's embrace the story, get it out, and separate that story from the item. Take a picture of it, tell the story. Hmm. You know, I don't want to jump right into tips, but I mean, one of the ones I'm really pushing my clients on is. You know, tell the story. So, like, pictures is a great one. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have just boxes and boxes right. of pictures in their house. And my number one tip is if you don't know the name of anyone in the picture, you don't need to keep it. That's true. And here's the reality. So anyone listening right now, you are trying to downsize and go through stuff. But also, you're probably the last person in the family that knows the information on those pictures. Right, right. So I say take your time. Don't, don't just toss it. Like sit down, pull the pictures, write a write the story down or record it. You everybody's got a cell phone. No, yeah. hit the record button and just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Because the the kids that's what they want is the stories. The grandkids don't have time or space for the stuff anymore. You know, right. Here you know here's the punchline. Nobody wants your stuff. Yeah. Your kids are not interested in your stuff. They want the money. If you can like wire it to them or Venmo it to them, they're not going to come pick it up. Right. They're not going to go to the bank. <laughs> They sure don't want the dining room. They sure don't want all the China. stuff that – All the stuff that you and, you know, that our parents fought about. Right. I mean families used to break up over a China hush. absolutely. And now the kids are like, no, don't yeah. want to.
0: When you were going through this with four households, there wasn't at that time though the amount of resources
1: that there are today, websites,
0: I don't even know, eBay, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean look,
1: we're a, we're a nation of consumerism. Um the volume, look you you automatically fill the space that you have. Yes. That's just a kind of a mathematical way that we live. If you live in a tent, you fill it. If you live in a 3000 square foot house, you fill it. If you live in a 10000 square foot house, you fill it. Mm-hmm. So our parents and our grandparents filled it with different stuff. Our grandparents filled it with survival. They would they would hold on to food. They would hold on to clothes. They would hold on to every pair of shoes they ever had mm-hmm. because if one pair of shoes broke, they would take the you know, shoelaces from right. the other and right. take the sole from the other. We all, And then, you know, our next generation started to buy, the boomers started to buy stuff out of pride, out mm-hmm. of ego, not necessarily necessity. And then now it's just gone to craziness. We just right. buy it because we can. Right. You know, it's disposable. So we all have different reasons when you look at it generationally, right. but we fill the space we have. And so when I was going through those houses, um, a lot of it was just paper bags, recycling. They mm-hmm. didn't even have recycling back then. I mean, think about it. That's it wasn't true. really a thing yeah. yet. Yeah. 20 years ago and so I was like tossing everything and then you but you have to go through every newspaper because my grandma would hide money in the newspaper because she would say oh well if it's hiding in the newspaper nobody will steal it and so you have to get in the mind of the person's stuff that you're downsizing because they they would hide things for different reasons now you get into the younger generation they're not hiding money because they're spending money (laughs) (laughs) right and so I always joke if there's no jeans in the closet there's probably money in the house hmm it's a good way to look. Or if there's short sleeve dress shirts, yeah. there's money in the house. Wow. Because <laughs> under 40, they've spent it. Yeah. There's no money hiding. Wow. There. But if you've got old suits, it's, you know, look, I've been doing this forever. You see things. Yeah. But, um, you know, I like to say, look, if you've got, before you start doing any downsizing, think about what's emotion. There's two values emotional and monetary. Right. First of all, decide what your goal is. Are you trying to? If it's your, you know, if, if it's your grandparents and you're the executor of the estate, you're by law. Your job is to maximize the value of the estate mm-hmm. for all the other heirs. So your goal is to financially go through those items,
0: even though you may have some emotional. Yeah, Everybody, I mean, everybody's about, yeah.
1: entitled to something, but you've got to follow the will in that situation. If you're just downsizing your own house and you're deciding what to give to your kids. Well, then it's more of an emotional situation. Mm -hmm. What do you want? What's important to you? What's important for you to give to your kids? So, you know, one thing I tell all my clients, if you're just doing it for yourself, then get really clear on what you want to give to your kids and do it now. Don't wait till you die. Right. Give the stuff away now. Right. And watch them enjoy it. Yeah. The reality is if you're dead, you're not going
0: to see them enjoy it. Well, you know, I'm not a tax expert. I don't. That you are. But,
1: you know, there's a lot of advantage, too, of giving stuff away,
0: you know, earlier in your, in
1: your um, life Before well. 19 it was. I don't know yet. On yeah. 19 I got to yeah. get brushed yeah. up. The <laughs> laws have changed significantly on donation this year. Yeah, We haven't seen the um, – there's going to be a big kickback on that oh. because you're, the big gifts are no longer tax deductible. Right. Um, but I think you're going to see – yeah, at the end of the day, you want to downside. You want to have less stuff. Because yeah. if, you, if you take everything with you, you're paying me for me to move it, mm. which is silly. It's a total waste point. of money. I can't wait to talk about so that. So give but, it away yeah, now yeah. or sell it. Yeah, I'd be glad to take it if anybody's interested. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I, this um, education you had early yeah. in life dealing with uh, these four households, how did that lead you into this television media career, if you will? Yeah.
1: You know, my grandfather had a – he was an entrepreneur. Both my grandparents were entrepreneurs and my dad and – my mom 's dad said to me, "If nobody wants to do something, do it as a job because they 'll pay you to do it hmm. and that's always stuck with me if no one if, if if the job is awful and nobody wants to do it, go do it me the richest guy my, richest guy in my neighborhood still I live in the neighborhood I grew up in, and the richest guy in our neighborhood is the uh, was the trash man he would every time the city expanded, he would go do the trash pickup mm-hmm. at the next town over and of course, he now owns this massive business disposal business. And so I just learned very early on, do the work no one wants to do. Right. And I just got addicted to it. I loved it. And the stories are fascinating. The people, you know, no one, we're just now the first generation. I mean, your age group is really the first one, 50 to 60. It's the first group to say, hey, I'm going to get ahead of this problem. Mm-hmm. But Usually we were getting called because there was a loss. There was a tragedy. Right. Or there was an emergency. Right. There was an event that triggered someone to call me. So the first really 10 years of my career was emergency based. You got to go help them. And the hoarding was the same way. Hoarding would be like, oh my gosh, my house is full. I'm getting evicted, or right. I'm losing my kids, or I'm losing my dog. I'm, lo-, you know, something bad was happening. And so for me, someone that likes to help people, I loved that because it was immediate. It was big. It needed to be done. They could pay me, and I could really make a big difference in a couple days. Mm-hmm. And so I really loved that. The TV show is actually a pretty simple story. Nobody wanted to do it. It <laughs> so, was a so, show yeah. on hoarding. They yeah. didn't think it would go more than five episodes. Right. And here we Surprise. are, 10th episode, 10th season starts next week. You know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how that took off. Yeah. That was a, a timing thing with reality TV and yeah. just where we are in America. It's a very... But the stories are so fascinating, I think. it's you know, it's They're <laughs> fascinating. The real, the you know, hoarding, a lot of these reality shows make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. And so I know that a lot of people, probably 90% of our viewers watch us and they say, Oh, my house isn't so bad. But then they Compare, go clean compared, but, to, compared that. to that guy. <laughs> but then the same thing, Biggest Loser. I used to sit there and watch Biggest Loser and right. eat popcorn and right. be like, well, I don't, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Not that bad. <laughs> you Not know, that bad. You know, it's, I mean, look, that's reality TV. It is what it is. Right. But we do motivate people. And what I'm really proud about the TV show is we brought awareness to a legitimate mental health disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are getting help now that wouldn't have before. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm glad we did that. What I'd really do in my career now is took the most extreme stuff from hoarding and I can relate it to just our house, mm-hmm. a regular house. Mm-hmm. You know, not not everybody's a hoarder. Sometimes it's just someone that had a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the D.C., man, D.C. metro area is a challenging place to work because we have highly educated people that have had decent salaries for a long time. Mm-hmm. So we consume at a really high level. Mm-hmm. You know, top three areas for hoarding are Boston, D.C., and uh, San Francisco, believe it really? or not. Really? Yeah, Now I'm not saying everyone, your listeners are all hoarders. Right. We just have a lot of people that are highly intelligent, and have the means and have good salaries. And so it's a little bit of a bubble up here. And so so the houses we go into are jam-packed with books, Mm. things from people that have traveled around the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many worldly people in this area. Yeah. And so we're not, like, going through, you know, stuff from Target. Like in Wisconsin, it's just, okay, here's everything they bought at Walmart. Right, (laughs) Right? Right. But here it's like, oh, this is a book they got in Russia when they were over there for a year on a special, you know, job thing. Right. And so I've got to have experts from all around the world up here Jeez. because, you know, all the time, like, oh, he got that in China or Japan and brought it over when he was no longer stationed there. And so mm-hmm. we have a lot, uh, say, higher end stuff, but just more interesting sure, stuff.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. So the company, Wayforth, uh, downsizing estate liquidation business, yep. um, that kind of started all this kind
1: of yeah i was yeah. doing the hoarding uh on my own and i knew there was people just kept saying well wait a minute i need to sell this piece of furniture and i need to move into a senior mm-hmm. living community and i don't know where to go and i i gotta recycle these books and you know there just was a lot more and i need to throw this stuff out of the you know grandpa's paint from 40 years ago right. how do i get rid of that and so i just said all right there's more to this and mm-hmm. so I, about four years ago i just started putting the team together for okay. wayforth and, uh, and now we've been we've been going three almost three years now and we're four locations, getting ready to be six wow. up and down the East Coast. And wow. it's just a lot of people. You know, we're at the beginning of the bubble of everybody downsizing. I mean, right. if you're listening right now, think about how many times have you talked to your friends in the last year about where are we going to go next? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to sell the house? Are we going to downsize right. it? You know, this Amazon uh, move here is making a lot of people start to think about downsizing. Because I'm going to have to sell that house in a couple of years. And it's time to move. And people also just want to move to something better. And the communities that people are moving into, are there's a lot more options for people now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like an old fishbowl, nasty hospital place that you're going to go live. (laughs) I mean, these communities are better than college campuses now, if that's where you choose to move. And a lot of people are just aging in place, too. And And I think you kind of touched
0: on it. There's a lot of kind of reasons to downsize. I mean, it could be you're just hitting retirement, you're ready
1: to quit your job, move somewhere else. But a lot, a lot of reasons. Yes, too. I mean sometimes it's health. There's an event that makes you do it. Sometimes it's just accessibility. You mm-hmm. just need to. The house needs to be a little safer for you to stay. True. And sometimes you're just done with it. Yeah. So a lot of my clients, there's nothing bad. They're just like, Dude, we've lived here for 30 years. <laughs> right. We just want to be simpler. Maybe, maybe change I, is good. I think it's the best way. Honestly, when you're when it's on your time frame, you choose it. And you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah.
0: I want to get back to something you said a minute ago. Uh, was it D.C., Boston, San Francisco? San Francisco. It's kind of three areas, uh, higher incomes, lots of stuff, travel, pulling stuff in. Um, sometimes I think, and I don't want my wife to hear this, I think I might be somewhat of a hoarder because I have a lot of stuff. How do, how do you know What's the difference? you've kind of All crossed right. that line? So let's, where's the line?
1: Yeah. Hoarding, collecting are two separate things. Okay. All right. Collecting is something you do with your family. It brings you joy. It brings you happiness. You're able to show off all those things, mm-hmm. and you have the stories, and you tell them. Okay. I mean, if you are – where it becomes hoarding is you're actually causing harm to your family, neighbors, or friends. Oh, okay. So always use the um, – like if you ever watch the other show, American Pickers, yeah. which is yeah. a great show. Yeah. All right? The only difference between American Pickers and my show, Hoarders, is editing. It's the exact same person, I mean, but that guy on, on American Pickers looks like he's selling his stuff. The reality is that guy's not married. They're never married. They live by themselves. <laughs> they're out in the middle of nowhere. They have a lot of space. That's true. <laughs> what if they lived here in the city in a high rise and they had engine parts up and down? I don't care if they're Shelby engines. They're still blocking the hallway and there's an egress issue and your wife can't get a hospital bed or yeah. wheelchair in there. Yeah. That's when it's hoarding, when it affects the quality of living for your family, okay. your friends, yourself, or your neighbors. And because we live in a very condensed area, even if you live out in the suburbs, it's still you got houses right on top of each other mm-hmm. when we're gonna we already said we're gonna fill the space we have we just do and if you fill the space beyond your limits and you're starting to affect your family's or neighbor's space then then that's hoarding mm-hmm. okay. by the way hoarders are tend to be the most fascinating people i work with mm. they are very well traveled they've learned a lot they're fascinating they're brilliant They've got insane stories. I mean, I'm a collector of stories. I could sit all week with my hoarders and hear the because 'Cause they've done everything. Right, right. So hoarding's not a bad thing. Right. We just gotta get a get a hold of it get so that it doesn't affect your life in a yeah. negative way. Okay.
0: So, okay, I feel better. <laughs> All right, <we're> good. <laughs> All right. If I need to call your wife, I can. Yeah, Just tell her yeah, I'm happy to talk to yeah, her. Through. great. So say I'm ready and we're ready or listeners ready. You know, they've you know lived in this house 30 yeah. years, say. They've accumulated stuff, you know, with their travels, whatever, whatever. They're ready to, I don't know, uh, retirement, community, whatever. condo, yeah. whatever, wherever they want to go. Oh, my gosh, this is like an overwhelming thought. All this stuff. How, where do
1: I even? Yeah, start? Yeah. So first thing in all my classes, I do. I have everybody raise their hand. I say, "How long have you? How many of you lived in your house ten years?" Everybody raise their hand. Twenty mm-hmm. years. Hands stay up. Thirty years. Hands stay up. I get all the way to fifty. Usually fifty to sixty years, or somebody really? lived that long. Wow. Um, and I say, "Look, it took you on average thirty years to live here. So are you going to clean the house in a long weekend?"
0: That's a good point.
1: No, we got to set expectations. All right. Look at it as weight loss as well. Hmm. You're not going to lose 100 pounds in a week. You're going to lose it pound by pound over a year or two. And so if we address the house that way early on, we're going to have a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. So get very realistic about how much work we can do. I say 10 minutes a night is all you got to do. Really? Yeah, I call it it's a 10-minute sweep. Clean for 10 minutes a night. Now, here's the part everybody hates. You got to chill on the consumption side of it. Yeah. That's the tough part. You know, I could go work out and lose a pound a day, but if I'm eating a <laughs> quart of ice cream when I get off the treadmill, kind of haven't really stuck to the plan. All right? So you can clean all. You clean for two hours a night. But if you're bringing in every newspaper and every magazine right on right. top of it, you're not helping. So get realistic on your consumption. Get on a budget. Get on a volume budget, too, mm-hmm. not necessarily monetary. How much stuff can I bring in? Um, little rules I have are like equal in, equal out. If you're over 50 and you buy something new, you should take something and you bring it in the house. Something of the same size should leave. Okay. All right. Shoes are a great example. I get in trouble with the women on this. Right. But look, you're 70. You got 70 pair of shoes. Your house is not going to expand just because something's on sale. When you buy it, get rid of another pair of shoes. Hmm. Just start to pare it down. So drop the consumption. And then get. I get really focused on donation or sell. Um Donation, I prefer over selling. Hmm. If you need the money, that's another situation. Um, but get focused, get your piles, donate, sell. Do you know, 10, 15 minutes a night. Sure. And then once a month, you've got a pile to go. On Do- the donate, this is really important. On donate, yeah. put a box in your trunk. Huh. Don't leave it in the garage or the mudroom. Right. Put the donation box in the trunk. When you've got a pair of clothes you don't want anymore, or anything, shoes, whatever, tools, whatever you don't want, take it to that to your trunk, put it in that box, and then when the box is full, you drive by a donation center, oh, okay. and then that way some young guy will come out and right. grab the Actually box get for, it you. for you. Yeah, no. But if you put it in your garage, you're just gonna keep filling it and then stacking that box, just gets then bigger and bigger, and bigger and bigger, of, and you have a big pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen,
0: wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully, he's listening
1: on this. We talked before the right, before podcast. right. Okay. So. Better to donate, but still okay to sell. Absolutely. If you've got something of value, well, let's even back it up. First, take the old school, get the green dots or the red dot stickers, mm-hmm. and go around the house. And, and we color code. We do this in our business. If you want to give it away, go put a dot on it. A Particular color. A particular color. If your kids have something they want, let them come in with the stickers. Mm-hmm. Give them 5, 10, 15. You know, keep it equal. All right. But say if there's something you want, come stick it on it. I mean. You need to be in charge of that before you move or mm-hmm. before you down mm-hmm. you downsize or die um and i I say let the, if the kids want it, I mean all the times the kids are like, "Yeah, I want it in a couple of years." well, then you don't want it right if, if you, you want, want it now's the it now. time, come yeah. get it yeah. um, most of us over fifty still have our kids. College stuff in the house, right. even though now they have their own family. Right, make them come get it. Right, you're not a storage unit. Right, my mom charged me hundred bucks a month for all <laughs> the stuff that I had in the house. So I finally just came and got it. Right, because it was cheaper to just exactly. get it out and put it in my put it in my attic. You know, do the little things. Let the kids spin it out of their stuff, then let them take the stuff that you that you want them to have, right. and then get very clear on the stuff that you want mm-hmm. to give away to anyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be your family. If there's something that's important to to you to give to a friend. Go ahead and follow through now. And now you've already you know, trimmed the weight, if you will, in the house about 5%, 10%. Yeah. And you haven't even started sorting. Mm. Right? And then you can say, okay, emotionally, what's important to me? You've done the emotional side. Now it's monetary. So you start to look at what can sell. Okay. Um,
0: and, and how do you do yeah. that?
1: I mean, do you just say, well, I'm going to have a yard sale? Or do you, yard you call, sale, in, yeah. call in somebody like you? I prefer. Obviously, I'm biased. I want you to call <laughs> us. <laughs> right. um, but a lot of families will do it themselves. If you can do it on eBay, Great. Um, websites we use is uh, Max Sold is a great one. M A X S O L D, E B T H. Everything but the house is a pretty good site. Honestly, Facebook Marketplace is a great place to sell things. Yeah. Um, Craigslist we tend to to stay away from nowadays. Uh, it's just not as safe a place. The bigger stuff, like the big furniture, does not sell at auction. So if you can sell that yourself at on okay. Facebook or okay. or even if someone will come take it, I mean you're, this is going to blow you away. The chi- I keep bringing up the China, China hutch, the dining China room campus, table. Yeah. Basically, the dining room, yeah. nobody wants. Yeah. And so, if somebody will come, I had a lady, she had a 22-place uh, dining room table. It was massive. It was like, oh, it was like 30 feet long. Wow. It was unbelievable. And she's like, it was our prized possession. Yeah. And I was moving her into a one-bedroom apartment. And I said, Look, honey, this didn't go to fit. Well, I couldn't sell it. No one would buy it. She goes, Well, I got someone that'll take it for free. I said, Take it. Wow. She's like, But what? I said,
0: Stop. I, stop. Just stop. A,
1: yeah, it's going to cost you more for me to take it away, right. and no one's going to buy it. Right. If someone will come take it for free, let them. So what happens in that mm. situation? You take it away, and then what do you do? We'll that? try to sell it. If it doesn't sell, then we'll try to donate. If it doesn't donate, then we'll throw it away. Yeah. Jeez. And and a lot of times on dining furniture, it sells for you know hundred bucks. Yeah. Fifty bucks if you're lucky. We do. Yeah. At Wayforth, we do a big auction in all of our locations uh, every other week, and so we'll take the families like four or five different families' things. And we'll put it all together, one bid auction in our warehouse. And what's nice about that is it's all online. Mm -hmm. People shop online. They come in and look at it one time. And then they buy it. So people all around the country look at it. What I don't like about local estate sales and yard sales is, first of all, the buyer is focused on a a bargain. Yes. They're not coming to the house to pay you more than it's worth. No. They're coming to pay 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 as (laughs) as little as possible, (laughs) right? And so you're going to put a lot of time into setting up a sale that's going to really not yield a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so what I love about online auctions is you get the most foot traffic. And by the way, a local yard sale is only going to be limited to the local people that show right. up. And it's about the same 10 people, to be honest, yeah. in each city. It sounds yeah. like you might be one of those guys that shows up on I Saturday am, morning. I am. <laughs> the early uh The early bird right. that shows an hour we, before. We don't open till late, yeah. but I'm there at 7 yeah, Oh, man. The, the, the good yeah. buyers always show up early. Yeah. So I tend to steer away from that, sell it online. Um, honestly, if you're doing yourself... Facebook Marketplace has become a pretty good place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even some of these apps that let go and offer up are decent if you're doing it yourself. Right. If not, bring in an auction. You know, there's plenty of auction houses up here. In fact, we work with uh, Quinn's Auction House quite a bit up here. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. really good with uh, church, yeah. Asian furniture yeah. and uh, different types of, you know, specific thing. We had a big wine sale with them the other yeah. day. We had a client that was had just had a ton of wine. Yeah and and Matt knows how to sell that. Yeah. And so we took it to Quinn's. I mean, we, we don't recommend putting everything in one sale. That that actually rarely works. There's going to be certain things if you're trying to liquidate an entire house. Right.
0: Now, are there I mean, tips that folks should uh, or things that folks should know when they're dealing with liquidation company estates, auctions? Or are there certain percentages? How does it work? Yeah, do you, how you do they sh- get
1: paid? You know, you, they're going to take about 40%. Be prepared for that. Um, and I'll just just set expectations. Your what you think is going to bring you a lot of money yeah. won't, yeah. and what you don't think will bring you money typically does. That's true. Um, Beanie babies are worthless. Just write that down. There's <laughs> okay. no value in them. Um, but stuff like man, corn, old corningware, your old glassware that actually is starting to sell again. Coins, stamps. Uh, man, I've got a collection of old steel coin banks, metal coin banks mm. in a uh, house this week, and uh, I mean that's probably going to bring them fifteen, twenty grand. Mm. Now there's like 300 of them, right? But uh, it was a great collection. Yeah. Um, make sure you want to actually sell it. Do think through the emotional side. Right. If it was right. your grandparents' collection, right? You know, make sure you really want to. Right. Because because at the end of the day, it sells for what it's going to sell for. Right. Could be worth holding on to for yeah. more years, maybe yeah. gain
0: value, or yeah. just keep it in the family.
1: But the big furniture to get rid of because yeah. that's cost you money to move it. Um, we it's just stuff. Yeah. We don't need a lot few more minutes
0: left. Yeah. I want to make sure we get to a couple yeah. of things. You mentioned the furniture. Uh, other examples. You mentioned beanie babels. Other examples of things that people think have value that maybe they'd be yeah, sure. Yeah, the, s-
1: the silver does not sell. It sells for base value of silver, really? melted silver. Um, your crystal, your china, mm-hmm. um, encyclopedias. <laughs> they've been dead for a while. They've I been over a long time. You know, you can recycle them. That's your best option. Yeah. Um, books don't do great. Um Look, a book is a trophy. It's not a... A book is a trophy in time. You mm-hmm. read it, it brought you joy, and we put it on a shelf. Rarely do we read it again. True. Bookshelves are really trophy shelves. Right. So give it away if you can. Um, but a lot of libraries are saying we're good. Right. Um, so, you know, there's different places there. Yeah. Um, the magazine collections do not do well. Yeah. I get the National Geographic question <laughs> once, a, <laughs> once a week. The newspaper with the guy on the moon, the newspaper right. when JFK got da- was shot. Look, something has value if there's not many of them. Right. If it says limited edition on the packaging, it's probably not. Right. That's a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um.
0: Let me interrupt you. Think, yeah. Th- well, I'm thinking about it before it loses my, my mind. Yeah. Things that we should maybe get some expert opinion on. Oh, man. Appraisal. Stamps,
1: coins, um, small things, jewelry. Coins are still quite good. Hmm. Um, Man, I found a bunch of stock certificates a couple months ago and uh, it was amazing. Um. Your toys are doing really well. Um, Matchbox cars did really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Toys from the 70s are doing very, very well. Mm -hmm. I have a a speak and spell in the warehouse right now that's up to like 100 bucks. Wow. It's crazy. Um, So the stuff that like from the 80s and 70s, that's really what's happening now. The mid-modern furniture does really well, have Mm -hmm. that appraised. Um, But the colonial and brown wood doesn't. right. Um, well, your we, yard well, furniture. What we kind of
0: call it antique.
1: Yeah, I don't. If if they say, "Well, it's really nice," it's antique. <laughs> I think they already <laughs> is not. The stuff in your grandma's house that she hasn't changed that house since 1950, that whole house is worth a lot of money. Hmm. You know, again, it has to be rare. Not many of them to right. do have value. Right. Um, you know, funny Tupperware's back. The original Tupperware from yeah, the 50s yeah, is doing yeah. really well. Corningware is doing really well. All those. Um, like Muppet Babies and Star Wars glasses from Pizza Hut and right. Burger King; those are all doing really well. My
0: parents told me I should keep those, yeah, but I got and rid of Star them.
1: Star Wars stuff still does incredible. The original stuff, the new stuff, not so much. Yeah. Um, think about you know, twenty-year-olds aren't buying stuff. Hmm. Forty to sixty are. Okay. So, what are the forty to sixty-year-olds like? All right. Mm-hmm. Before
0: we run out of time, I'm want to go back to auctions, estate sales online? Yeah. You mentioned some of the apps and stuff like that. Uh, Couple of tips, some guidance. Let's just do them kind of one at a time. Uh, a state sale. State Tip.
1: sale, bring in a professional. Don't do it yourself. And if you're insistent on having it locally, that's fine. There are professionals that will help you do that. I prefer to have it at a professional's location. So we either do it at our warehouse or, or like Quinn's will do it at their auction yeah. house. Um, they're gonna take 30 to 40 percent, get closer to 40. Over 40, you need to really ask questions like how okay. good are they gonna market it? Okay. Um, but take it to them that more people are going to, the, the more foot traffic, the better, mm-hmm. online or physical. Uh, consignment stores, I don't know if we've talked about that. Yeah, yet. consignment stores still do well in some stuff. I mean, it's going to be typically your furniture that that may or may not sell. The reality is if they'll take it, let them, because otherwise yeah. you're probably not getting anything for it anyway. Gotcha.
0: Online platforms, you know, you mentioned a few of those. Again, yeah. that's involving me having to do the work, though.
1: Yeah, th- I mean, Canons uh, out of Virginia, we use them a lot, uh, EBTH. They'll come and they'll set it up. Max sold will come and set it up. There's minimums with those groups though. You got to have a pretty significant amount of stuff. Mm. They're not going to take two or three items at a time. Gotcha. Two or three items at a time is uh, kind of an eBay or a you know an offer up or i um, I'll tell you on clothes. I use Poshmark. Mm, mm-hmm. P O S H M A. It's an app. Mm-hmm. Um, if the clothes still have tags on them, that's a pretty good little site. You can actually make some pretty decent money on there. Okay. I think they take 25 uh, percent. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, look, are marketing, the, what you're paying for there, when you give them that anywhere from 25 to 40%, right. you're paying for them to get the message out to more people. The theory on that is there's a lift by using them that more people will see it, you'll get a higher to price. To bring in the traffic. Mm-hmm. To, to bring in the traffic. To find those And I can tell you my, two people that want it. Two, yeah, you really just need two people wanting it. If one person wants it, the price is what it is. If two people want it, then it's going to start to go up. Right. Um, you got to be realistic, man, though. Like what, just because you like it doesn't mean it's... It's going to sell. Yeah,
0: I think that's a, that's a
1: great thing. It's really hard. Yeah. No one wants to know their kid is ugly.
0: <laughs> final thoughts, final tips, final advice when we're thinking about uh, downsizing and kind of getting rid of our accumulations of stuff.
1: Yeah, tell the stories, tell the stories, tell the stories. Say them out loud. Say, say them out loud. Tell them to people that don't even want to hear them. Record it. Because your grandkids don't want it. Your kids don't want it right now. They are going to want the stories in 10 years. The item doesn't matter. Take the picture. Tell the story. Um... I really do. I like a Ziploc. I do like a, um, basically a time capsule. For, so like, mm-hmm. if I'm working with a client who's 50, I say, look, or 60, I say, look, you got grandkids that don't even exist yet. So how many kids you got? She'll say, I got two. I'll say, great. Each one of them are going to have two kids. So let's make six bags, Ziploc, gallon, freezer bag. And I fill it with pictures, like 10, 15 pictures. I fill it with some jewelry, some little Chotskis, anything that you found in the house. And then I write the stories or record the stories on every item that's in that bag. It's a manageable amount of pictures, ten yeah. to fifteen pictures. Yeah. Every you know what the coolest thing that I see people receive is when they find a picture of grandma when she's like eighteen. Yeah. They're like, Grandma, yeah. you're wearing a short skirt. <laughs> Who's that guy? That's not grandpa. <laughs> you know, and then they're like, Oh my god, you're smoking. Like, what's that? You're next to a World War II plane. You know, they they want the story. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. And it's the ne- if you're really worrying about legacy. It ain't the furniture. Right. It's the story of grandma. Who was grandma? Who was grandpa? Who are you? Who were you? Put all that stuff in a bag, record the stuff, and then give those bags out at Christmas one year. Yeah. Let the kids know your whole life, not just now. Right. That's what matters. Your actual, physical, mental, who you were as a person mm-hmm. and what they came up as. Getting an extra buck for a brown piece of furniture is really not that right. important. right.
0: How can folks learn
1: more about uh, Wayforth, uh, contact you, get more information? Yeah, that if, you need, uh, if you need – honestly, wayforth.com is our website, wayforth, W-A-Y-F-O-R-T-H.com. Um, there's about 100 articles and videos of how to clean up and how to downsize on your own. All the stuff we talked about today, there's lots of articles on that website if you're trying to do it yourself with resources all over the country. Uh, we, made, we made that website to help people do it on their own. Half of you are going to get halfway through it and be like, oh, man, never mind. I'm going to call these guys. Right. If you need us, call us. If you right. only use the free, helps, the free tips to help yourself, that's great too. Yeah. Awesome.
0: I, I have but enjoyed this tremendously. Have
1: fun with it. This is your life. Don't let it be overwhelming. Yeah. T- pace whatever pace you want. And don't let your adult children bully you into this. Hmm. You're still in charge. Take your time. Do what you want. And it's your choice. Yeah. Excellent advice. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank, thank you. Uh, I, I've, I've, I could go on
0: for hours more. Maybe we'll, we'll have yeah. you back again. Uh, Matt Paxton again with us. Uh, if you want to find out more uh, county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, we invite you to call 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711. And that's Monday through Friday. Or you can go online 24-7 to fairfaxcounty.gov slash When you're on that page, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50-plus e-news, and you'll also find a link from there to the Fairfax 50-plus Facebook page. Thank you so much again for joining us on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia government. I enjoyed that so much, my man. That was awesome.